a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone. Wrapping up hour number one of the extended Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. Beautiful Friday today. And of course, as we work our way through the backside of the pandemic, as things begin to open up and as we get a chance to gather and reconvene, uh, I know one of the, the big cheers uh, was the announcement that uh, not just the 60th anniversary of the Utah Shakespeare Festival, but the fact that we're actually going to have the Shakespeare Festival this year and really thrilled to be joined by executive producer Frank Mack uh, to talk about that. Great news. Everyone's excited, but I, I am sure that the moment that announcement came, uh, your wheels were already spinning on how in the world are we going to make this happen? Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. And you're exactly right. We had about 30 seconds of unbridled celebration. <laughs> And then uh, a panic set in. We have to get this thing all ready and done. We start rehearsals on Monday, and we have our first performance June 21st. And I'll tell you, we've never been more excited. Wow. That's, uh, that, is, that is the ultimate in a quick turn. <laughs> so so t- take us behind the scenes, uh, Frank. Uh, you've done this uh, for years. You know, you know the drill. But if you're going to start uh, rehearsals on Monday and you have a June 1st open, uh, just give us some sense of the scale and what has to happen between now and June 1st. Well, it's June 21st is our first 21st. preview. Because, yes, I think a ripple of a new panic went through the company if they heard you say June 1st. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. but, um, Send me the bill. Yeah. <laughs> you have until June 21st. Um, but we've got to we've got to put six shows together and then two more right after that. So we're doing an eight play season, and um, to get one show ready by June twenty first would be uh, a big undertaking. But for us, since we're a repertory company and we'll have eight plays playing at once, we'll have six shows ready to open beginning on the twenty first. And what happens behind the scenes is. Just what you'd expect, people working feverishly, people just um, committed to making everything happen and collaborating intensely and working in all areas. We're building scenery, we're building costumes, we're rehearsing the plays, uh, the directors are meeting constantly with the stage managers and the designers, and everybody is just scrambling around in this highly coordinated beehive-like fashion to get everything done on time and make it all beautiful. And the big trick, of course, is that it all looks effortless 
when everybody starts showing up um, the third week in June. Wow. Uh, organized chaos and uh, the ultimate in uh, symphony, I think, in, in uh, orchestrating all of that, bringing it together. Uh, the festival, of course, is one of the oldest and largest Shakespeare festivals in North America. Uh, we know that this special 60th anniversary season uh, is being dedicated to the festival's founders, uh, Fred Adams. Totally, yes. Fred is one of the most amazing innovators in American nonprofit professional theater. He founded the festival with, I mean, literally folding chairs and a little platform in 1962, and he had everybody in Cedar City sewing costumes, building scenery and performing. And since then, over the 60 years, it has developed into what you described as one of the largest uh, Tony Award-winning Shakespeare festivals in North America. And it's a real tribute to Fred that even after we lost him and he passed, February 6th of 2020, that his legacy endures. And, of course, we wanted to devote the 2020 season to Fred, but we had to wait until 2021 when we can dedicate the entire season to his memory as a tribute to the legacy that he's built. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I can't help but think that Fred is looking down uh, with a little bit of a, of a grin uh, just knowing what you're going to have to do to execute and make this thing happen uh, before June 21st. Uh, but that's kind of how Fred rolled. This was like, oh, this is impossible? No problem. Let's get started. Oh, you know him. You're so right. So Fred had this phrase that he was famous for, and it sounds like a sim- simple phrase, but it really has profound meaning for all of us at the festival. His favorite phrase was, of course you can. And... <laughs> If he were looking down, and I know he is too right now, he would have seen the obstacles we face to get the one season approved and ready and on its feet, and he would have said, he's saying right now, I told you you could, and he was so right. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, just in our, our final moment here, uh, what should what should the visitors expect? What should the crowd expect? Uh, what's going to be different? What will remain the same? What are What are we looking forward to come June? Well, the big thing to expect is the plays are going to look like they've always looked. The plays are going to be just as great, just as wonderful, fun, and exciting as they always have been. The actors are performing without masks, so you won't see that on stage. But offstage, in the audience, we will be wearing masks. That's a requirement of Actors' Equity Association, who we work closely with to ensure that we have the finest professional actors in the world on our stage. Um, but they will require our audience to wear masks, and we still have a rule that we won't serve concessions so that we won't have to take our masks down to eat or drink during the performance. So there won't be any concessions. We will be wearing masks, but all the shows, all the fun and the excitement, the Green Show, our Seminar Grove, that will all be just as it always has been. Oh, fantastic. Executive producer Frank Mack uh, joining us. And I know you're in a hurry because the clock is ticking. That that sound in your head is the clock ticking down. Uh, But it is going to be a great 60th anniversary of the Utah Shakespeare Festival. Uh, And I I just can't help but think this is like the perfect tribute uh, to founder Fred Adams. Uh, But, Frank, thanks for taking a little time out. We'll let you get back at it, and we look forward to all the festivities as part of the Utah Shakespeare Festival. Well, thank you so much. You're so kind, and I hope to see you and everybody this summer. 
All right. Fantastic. Again, executive producer Frank Mack uh, from the Utah Shakespeare Festival. Uh, it will be an extraordinary season. Uh, and I just have visions of uh, a lot of people running around doing a lot of stuff right now and for the next uh, several weeks as they get ready to roll. But great news. It is great news coming out uh, as we get towards the end of this pandemic. A great chance to gather. There's nothing like gathering there. And it's such a great setting with such a rich history and uh, just great production. And uh, we'll continue to watch for that. And uh, we'll, we'll keep up. We'll we'll check in with Frank along the way and see how all the chaos is coming as they get ready for that. And I think it is a real tribute to the founder of the Shakespeare Festival, Fred Adams. All right. Uh, as we uh, round out this uh, first hour, I want you to make sure you stay with us because coming up in hour number two, we're going to kick off with Natalie Gochner from the Kim C. Gardner Policy Institute at the University of Utah. They've released a a new diversity data book uh, that talks about Utah's racial, ethnic, and uh, sex disparities and opportunities. This is some important data, some important insight, and some important lessons for everyone in the state of Utah, from educators to business leaders to each one of us in our community. So stay with us. We've got hour number two of the expanded Inside Editions coming up for you here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, and as we go to the top of the hour news, uh, stick with us. Much more to come, and a big happy Mother's Day as we roll into a beautiful weekend here in Salt Lake City. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.